0: I'm John C. Savage.
1: And I'm Claudia F. Savage. And And we're Thick thick in the throat, Throat Honey. The podcast where parent artists share how to fit art making into their already full lives.
0: Inspirational cookies
1: in under 30 minutes. Everybody, thanks so much for joining us. This is episode four, I believe, of our lovely podcast. And today we are welcoming Margaret Malone, a wonderful. Would you call yourself a short story writer or just a fiction writer?
2: I would probably call myself a fiction writer. Okay. Although I actually write nonfiction too. But oh, my, yeah.
1: See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, see, this is just, again, <laughs> this is just the folly of the hosts. Um, but I will say this that um, I have read uh, Margaret's latest book people like you, out from Atelier Press, 26 Press, and it's phenomenal. It's just a wonderful collection of short short stories. And it was listed, I saw this, um, on CNN's summer beach reads. Is that right? That's like the coolest thing ever, That's Margaret. So true.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I, I started reading so it in the last couple of weeks. I, I didn't have it when I was at the beach, but I've really been enjoying it. So. I'm glad to hear that. It yeah. was like that. CNN was
1: weird. said the world needs more of her writing. I would agree. Um, it's been a finalist for the 2016 Penn Heming- Hemingway Award, which is amazing. Um, and yeah, I just, you know, I think it's just amazing this notion of. How long it takes to complete a book. Margaret, how long did it take you to complete this book?
2: I mean, I think I say in the book it was like 10 or 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. Yeah. (laughs) That's really true. Man,
0: water on the stone. Oh my gosh. What does that mean? It means it's a a phrase I like. Uh, uh, I, I heard it in a yoga class where it just takes, you know, water will eventually work on the stone and yes, yes. Cut through it, smooth it out, but it just sometimes feels like it takes eons. Yes. And art I know can be that way too.
2: Yeah. Yes, yes times twelve. Yeah. That's exactly twelve. Eons. 12. It takes <laughs> how, that's how long exactly is that? <laughs> how and it felt that long a lot of the time. So Margaret, how old are your kids, just to get understanding? So right so now they are six and three and a half. Mm, yeah. Mm. Six year old boy three and a half wow. old girl when the book came out they were like one and a half and three they were wow. really young which is crazy for me to think about now because yes. I was touring and mm-hmm. I actually just did we just did our taxes from fine so we're this is terrible <laughs> Like two <laughs> artists who also have day jobs with two small kids so we're, we just yesterday finally like sat down to do our taxes from 2016 yes and it was so complicated cuz we file all different kinds of depend- you know there's like yes. my husband's a filmmaker but he also has a day job and I'm a writer but I also have a day job so we have all this complicated and last year i mean i knew i was doing a lot i had no idea until i like laid out yes. like 12 right. different trips and mm-hmm. and like 20 different readings in 20 different cities and it totally blew my mind like I didn't even realize how much I was gone and away from them until it was laid
1: out in paper like in a Mm -hmm. visual yeah because I think this is it you kind of go well we were talking about this before the podcast see we have a little pre-podcast discussion that we (laughs) do sorry (laughs) listeners but it's true Um, and might I just say also that that just to just put this out there we're going to have loads of lovely information about Margaret that's going to be on our blog and um, also on our website so you can just read all sorts of juicy stuff about her. She's no. going to divulge
0: everything. No, 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 no.
1: It's just it's just encouraging all of you because I know you want to to get at those credit cards and buy her book because it's wonderful. So, um, but I will say this. Um, yeah, it's a very weird thing when we were talking before where you sort of are as an artist you're like in the flow, like and as a mom, like you're like in the flow of doing what you have to do each day just to make things happen and then to reflect back on how much I don't want to say the word accomplished, because accomplished implies that it was all joyful, <laughs> but how much is done in, in a year is just unbelievable. How much your kids grow, and then how much you're, yeah,
2: it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't even know how to comment on that, because
2: it is <laughs> it is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's part of it, is like, see, was seeing it all laid out like that yesterday was like, it really brought up, like, what did I miss? Aww. Oh. A little bit. You know, like... Yeah. What did I miss during the stack of paper and
0: during the stack of deductions? Yeah. Like what did I miss during <laughs> this
2: stack of paper and you know? And actually it also was at the time I really had a lot of guilt about it. Mm-hmm. But also my kids are totally fine. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. like they cried, or at least my youngest I'm sure I know she did. She had a hard time, but
0: How long were you gone out at a time?
2: Fun it we did this it was looking back we were doing this like accordion version where like when i first started it was like a night here a night there and then wow. it was like two nights and then eventually the trips were like three nights and then right. i brought them with me on part of the tour and then we were like so we're never doing that again and then it was like five nights and then actually so like five or six nights was the longest over the course of the kind of year and a half that i was touring for the book and then and actually, since I've become a mom, I now my I'm taking my first residency. Oh, where are you In going? November, I'm going to Ucross. Oh, I've I been to Ucross. Have you? Really? I love it. In
1: fact, I have to I have to tell the Ucross story. So, <laughs> um, this is my this is my Ucross fame story. Okay, so when I was there, it was right after Thanksgiving, um, and I was actually falling in love with John. So I was kind of mm. like we were constantly like. I was like, I'm at my residency. I'm in love. You know, so it was one of those things where it was like, I'm supposed to be focused on it. I was like, I'm in love. I'm going to email him instead of working on my book. Um, but I I had the same studio. Elizabeth Gilbert had the studio before me. Wow. Yes. How and cool. And then she left. And I, you know, it's, it is this weird thing where you have to ask. Make sure you ask, like, well, who is, like, who's been here before me? So you have this weird feeling of just, like, aura of people and maybe they'll say claudia savage maybe they will (laughs) but i highly doubt it they never mention the poets (laughs) that's really fabulous it's wonderful there's wild turkeys there's bikes how long are you going to go for well
2: i got four weeks but i'm only taking two yeah yeah
1: because i can't four is intense they
2: i got it as uh when the kids were little i've been putting off for almost two years now to like i've been You know, hanging on like, can I push it one more season? Can I push it one more season? Yeah. And they've been amazing about that. So now, six, my daughter will be just shy of four. My husband's totally on board, so I'm just going to go.
0: I think this is one of those things when I talk to musician friends of mine who have toured a lot. Like, this is the thing that becomes the most difficult to manage. And usually, it seems, anyway, we're going to get more data as we do this podcast more. But it seems like, yeah, their first... Few, of course, the first three years are just forget it, like yeah. very difficult. And yeah, then, and then well, it looks like you're able to go out a little bit more now. I mean, yeah, well, I'm sorry, you have a you have a three year old, so a six and a half year old, three
2: and a half year old, and oh, a six year old. Yeah, okay. so the kids are like a little just under two and a half years apart. So, he,
0: yeah, okay. And how are you going to manage this with your husband? And what, what's his name again? Brian, Brian, Brian Padian. Yeah, yeah,
2: so yeah. Brian, um, is he's going to. I timed it with the public the PPS public school um, calendar cuz there's this like ridiculous part of November called no school November cuz for whatever reason there's like almost no school in November it's ridiculous the way they structure it. So, I've timed the residency with the days when they won't be in school, which sounds a little bit weird, but no, um, it makes sense. Just it's easier for him to right. get help and yes. from his parents and be home with them and so we kind of Timed it mm-hmm. just the right way, and then I'll be home for Thanksgiving.
1: And are you gonna bow, And let me ask you this because I, I was talking about this with another friend of mine um, who's a fiction writer. Um, her husband is a firefighter, so mm-hmm. she oh um, they have cra- a crazy schedule where uh-huh. he's like, you know, home two days and then gone four, or, or I can't remember, or it's the other way. It's, and they have twin boys, but um, she joked with me that, you know, when she went away and did a residency, now that her kids are six, like for nine days, that he was like, okay now it's mine and then he went to Norway for two weeks you know and this so there is is there that feeling of balance in your family where it's like then Brian gets to work on a project or totally and
2: that's really like really this you know like the pendulum swung sooner for him when our first when we only had one and our son was like 14 months old, my husband directed his first feature. Whoa. So we, and we just brought, he was at the coast. The majority of filming was out at the coast. So we just all kind of moved to the coast for 10 days. And he actually, all his actors were out there and his crew was out there. And that was brutal. It was totally brutal. I don't know why, looking back now, I only had one kid. Like now, that was like, what a breeze. But at the time, <laughs> it was absolutely, it was, I mean, I was on 24 7, Yeah. nonstop. So like Brian would breeze in. At like two in the morning and oh. sleep for three hours. Well, a kid and then that age is so demanding. They're know? so demanding. Totally, I know. And we had help, like the, his folks were out there. But everyone was kind of doing all kinds of different things. So yeah, and all that time, I was like, I knew the pendulum would swing back, and I'd get time. Yeah. And now I know, and I've had a lot of time in the last couple of years. He's been on pretty, pretty seriously hardcore. And I know he already has written his next feature, and so he'll be shooting soon enough. So I know, like, I'll be on again. <laughs> And so that's just kind of our arrangement. Yeah, the
1: unspoken arrangement is we just take turns. That's the only way, I think, to make it work. Although I'm not very good at that, because I tend to do, I think writers, because John's a musician, and so I think like, he does gigs and things like that. But like getting time to actually compose is, I would say, it's like you really miss out. Because for me, I tend to like teach so much that I'm always like, oh, I have another class. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're not getting time. Oh, I'm really sorry. Um, but speaking of that, yes. you had sent us a question. We asked um, all the artists that we interviewed to send us a question or two about their biggest issue. Eek. <laughs> um, I love your question, actually, because um, right now in my class, I'm teaching the poet Brenda Hillman, mm-hmm. um, who writes a lot about motherhood, especially in the 80s, and how, as a poet, she... Was not allowed or not expected to talk about being a mother as well. It like diminished, like her, I don't know her status, I guess, as a writer. Now that's not really true now, obviously, mm. but I would still say that the notion you had mentioned that you know younger writers come up to you and say, "How do you do it? Like, how do you balance? And is it worth it?" And blah blah. blah. And I think that's just a question. I mean, that just, you know, no offense to your husband or my husband, but like that question is so hard for moms because. At the end of the day, as much as dads are involved, it's just kids often just want to be with their mom. Mm-hmm. And then how do you balance that that desire and like you know, all those sorts of things with being able to make work and, yeah, is it worth it? So, yeah, that's a biggie. It's a biggie. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think the reason I wanted to – that it always is coming up for me is because every time someone asks it – my, my answer is that I don't know, you know, like mm-hmm. I think it reminds me of the question, like the other question that's always asked, because I've asked this question of writers too, is like, separate from parenthood, well, like, so like, how do you, how do you do it? Right? Like what's mm-hmm. the secret? Because I think the answer, every I think what I always wanted and what I assume other people wanted is like, the, the real answer is, it's not that hard. You don't have to work that much and like, it'll just happen. Right? You know, that was sort of what I wanted is like, how do you have such... Like, so much output. You don't work that hard, right? Ugh. Right? I don't have to work that hard, do I? <laughs> It'll just happen. And so I think part of me when I hear that question, the the parenthood question, is like, well, you've done it, so then it... Like, Maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's not that hard but the answer is it's incredibly hard yeah. and it's really messy mm-hmm. and you feel that you lose either way like you're choosing the days you choose parenthood it's like a win-lose both choices you get to spend amazing time with your kids who you love and love spending time with but you're not doing your work right. and then you do your work and you love doing your work and you're also not spending time with your kids but you can't if you are a creative person like you can't You can't not do your work Mm -hmm. because you just are then a lesser person. You're kind of a diminished version of yourself, which makes you probably not as good a parent. And so, yeah. So I don't know. So my answer is there is no answer. It's messy and you just choose it. You do it anyway.
1: Yes. You do it anyway.
2: But (laughs) I just wish there was a different answer for me. I mean, maybe that's just my own.
0: Well, I think people, I mean, we had, uh, we interviewed a musician, uh, sound designer, um, Uh, Juniana Lanning, and you know Mm -hmm. she she talked about that too. And I I mean, I'm hearing some differences. People can listen to the podcast, but I'm hearing some differences in what you're expressing from what she expressed. And I think that it has just a lot to do with what kind of person you are and where you are in your life, and how much I think, and how much you want from either thing. Maybe not how much you want from either thing, but maybe how much you want from your art or what Mm -hmm. you expect Mm -hmm. of it Mm -hmm. while you're being a parent. I think those are going to be different. That's going to be different for different different people yeah Um, certainly yeah and I I think this question is interesting too um, from I guess a male gender perspective Uh, you know traditionally men have kind of gone off and done what they want to do and they can be artists and they have wives or people in the background Uh who take care of their kids and of course of course you have kids well now I'm starting to see uh, I have a lot of musician friends who are men who are parents Mm -hmm. and they like me are very actively involved in their kids lives so that's very different um and they talk they talk about it quite a lot Mm -hmm. um so and they're starting to ask those questions that women have been asking i i think a lot more and i think that's really healthy and i think that makes okay i'll I'll take the big picture here i think that makes a better society and raises probably better kids obviously
1: Totally,
2: totally agree with you. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's definitely true. And it is interesting because I do feel like this wave of parents are, the dads are so much more involved. It's fascinating. And it is one of those things of like, well, let's see how this works. We don't really have a template for what this looks like.
0: And it's crazy because often people will think, oh, well, men artists, well, they're all, you know, the stereotype is they're just gone, right? Well, and that's, you know, based on some, historical facts right yes but but on the other hand now what we're seeing is I see like my artist musician men friends actually often more involved with their kids than guys who have or this you know traditional breadwinner role yeah actually Uh so um and several years ago I was I was teaching full-time uh in a in a middle school and it was a very demanding job and uh I, I wasn't around as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really feel like I missed 2 years of River's life. Mm-hmm. In a sense, whereas now we've been doing this sort of Claudia and I've been doing what you just described, the sort of handoff, pendulum swinging, and it's been it's been much more difficult financially. <laughs> <laughs> impossible financially. Yeah, close to impossible, yeah. but yeah. I definitely feel I'm more present, you know, in her life. Yeah. So, it's this is very difficult. Yeah. It and is. It's on. really hard. And it's Mark. it's yeah. a
2: big question. And like the sort of one of the I don't, the quotes my husband and I always riff on is there's this, he's a filmmaker, so we always have film, film <laughs> quotes going on in our house. And he's a huge Robert Altman fan. Um, and there's this, he read a book about Robert Altman. One of the things his son said is, you know, Altman was just gone. Uh-huh. He was devoted to his art and there was art above everything else. And his family really suffered. And there was a time his son said, just flat out, like if you had to choose us or choose film, who would you choose? And he could like barely get the question out. And he was like, oh, I would choose film. I mean, I would choose film every time. And that really messed with us. Because it was like, Hmm. well, so then what does that mean? So does that mean you can, you have to choose that? Like you can't be good at both, right? That I think is what our whole this whole parenting generation is really going to try and figure out is like can you a a new
0: radicalism to to, to deconstruct that and and really be progressive as artists as opposed to just progressive in our art and then
1: and then who who cares about these people but I mean there's something really interesting about that question also because I mean I think one of the advantages that artists have over let's say somebody that's a lawyer no offense mm-hmm. to lawyers out there. I mean, many of my students are lawyers. Okay. Yeah. Um, I we, we love you. I worked for we, we love you. you. So we love I, you. I, However, I, um, I would say that there is something powerful about telling your children that, or them seeing you, like, create and saying, this is part of who I am. I make these things. I do these things. Um, and, like, I want you to do things, too, and to create. This is a really important part of being a human person and so I just I wonder about that and how at least for me like knowing that my daughter's really interested in learning to read and like really interested in music because she's around it all the time and sees that as having value um I think that's it makes it easier for me sometimes to say I'm gonna go write versus you know the 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 day jobs that I work where I'm like oh I don't really want to do this I'd rather (laughs) be writing so yeah that's you know there's something there it, there is something
2: there and I know there's I'm not I'm gonna butcher it but I know Cheryl Strayed has a quote about that where I heard her I know, it was a couple of years ago but she was giving some interview and she just said so I think someone asked her about her crazy schedule because I can only imagine what yes. that life is like but her quote was just like there's nothing like there's no better gift I can give my kids than to follow my passion to have them watch me follow yeah, my passion that's right and I really had to sit with that for a while because I was like, I was like, it took me a while to be like, that's yeah, that's exactly uh-huh. right. Because there, my kids were still so young that I was like, oh, but, 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 because I don't have a, I don't really know that I have a model of that completely. And, um, but yes, but I, that's exactly right. Uh-huh. That's exactly right. And with our kids, we just came like we try certainly more with the older one. It makes more sense. But like we try and reinforce the you know, all different kinds of people have different jobs. Like, some people work at night, some people work during the day, some people mm-hmm. are gone for two days at a time. And yeah. the, and it's true. And, like, the firefighter is the perfect example. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a resident, like you're gone for stretches at a time. Yeah. And when I started to think about it like that, it was like, oh, right, like... Not this everyone is nine to five. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, it's I'm not. not that unusual. It's
1: not that unusual when you put it in the context of work. And it is really hard, though. I think for writers, because I'm thinking about Juniana, who we just interviewed. That she was really funny. We didn't get this on tape, so I'm going to get it on tape now. Um, that she <laughs> uh, she was joking that as an electronic artist, uh-huh. that like she immediately knew with her first kid, like you're going to have to get used to noise because there's going to be noise. Uh-huh. And so she immediately was like, you know, was it her daughter could, like, sleep through anything. Like, they would have bands come over and be super loud and her kid would just be out. But then, of course, she had her son and he was not that way. And so I found that really hysterical because I was thinking about how, well, as a writer, like, we need quiet and that is so antithetical to, like, hanging out with your kids. Yeah.
0: Do you have a special secret writing space or... Outbuilding 50 feet away.
1: My husband
2: and I have dreamt of the outbuilding for like 20 years. We do not yet have the outbuilding. We were just talking about it two days ago. I was like, we have we have the space for it in the yard. Like imagine you could just walk to the building, but we don't have it yet. And then had the idiotic idea that like we could build it ourselves without electricity. And like, I can't like if we can screw in a light bulb correctly between the two of us, it's been a banner day. So us building any kind of structure is probably not a good idea. So no, I don't (laughs) have that. You know,
0: we need more vocational training for artists of all kinds. Yes, please. If you're out there,
2: start a nonprofit. Um, so no, I do, we now, the house we live in now, we each have our own offices. So I have an mm-hmm. office that also is, you know, the den and the guest room. Mm-hmm. But it's a big enough space and I have like my own, I have a window, like my desk is under a right. window, which is very exciting. That's and fabulous. It is fabulous. So That's
0: all we want. Just give us a window. Just, just give us a window. <laughs> <I> <laughs> put us in the hole.
2: Like I the know. Like a bad hole
1: in
0: the back of it. Yeah, it's yeah. really true. Um.
2: So that's, so yeah, so that's my space. That's
1: good. Yeah, that's good. Can I ask another question? I want to ask a question about um, your collective that you started called Share. Mm -hmm. And how you feel, um, like have you been doing that recently? Or is that something that's been tabled since your book came out? So that's
2: with Kathleen Lane, who's also a local writer. Um, And the gathering, I mean, we were, so we've been doing it for a while now. Sheminy Christmas. It's been like almost, it's been like nine or nine years, I think. Almost 10 years. Um, and once the book, I mean, the, it really started to slow down when I had started to have kids. Yeah. Um, Kathleen also has kids, but they're a little bit older. So my schedule really started, we dragged our feet with it. And then once the book came out, it got... Yeah, slower still. And then her book came out, and now she's really busy too. <laughs> right, so, right, right, um, So, now we're down to like twice a year. It used to be monthly, and then it was bi-monthly. And it was kind of you're inviting
1: people to come in and make work. Right?
2: Yes. Yeah, so share is it's like an artist and literary gathering where we invite um, every kind of creative person you could possibly imagine, like <laughs> chefs and designers, and uh, like and like clothing designers and writers and poets and. Welders and sculptors, and whatever your version of being a creative person is. You're all invited. There's just knives and fabric and it's tor- just, torches
0: everywhere. Oh, there is. So, it's yeah, just, yeah. then
2: there's like a pool of blood at the end of the night Not really. <laughs> but, um, Performance art. So, so you, right, that actually. <laughs> anyway, they, um, so we bring you in. It's 7 p.m. You get one word prompt. Everyone gets the same prompt at the same time. We all kind of create in a shared space together. Mm. And then it, you have two hours to work at nine o'clock. We all get together and just sort of share what we've created.
1: That's great. And
2: that's it. That's the deal. It's a lot of fun. It is yeah. a lot of fun. And um, you know, it it was really I think Kathleen's kind of like, you know, call it a bathtub idea. I don't know. Like, how could we evolve more people? Because you know, writing is so solitary. Yeah. Was kind of,
1: yeah.
2: Um, and she just really wanted to ha- like have be sort of pinging along with other people which is a really common writer wish I think Um, and so it just kind of grew into this thing and yeah and it's been it's great it's wonderful because it gives you an opportunity to be exposed to so many other people in art forums and it's really fun and just like mildly scary
1: the first time you do it do are you-, you doing it in your house is someone's house
2: we've done it a few different places so sometimes we use her husband's studio which we don't really anymore we've been the last couple of years we've been using um mississippi studios oh, in yeah. mississippi they have a like an apartment for the musicians sometimes that visit mm-hmm. above yeah above there so we've been using that space yeah. the last few years thanks to jim brumberg Shout out to Jim.
0: That's great. Yeah. That's really great. Yeah. Yeah, I was just
1: curious about that because, again, with, like, having children, John and I, for a while, we we toyed with, like, oh, we redid our garage and we should, like, have, like, salons or something in our house. But then I was like, no, I want my kid to sleep. I'm not doing this. (laughs) And that is
2: the house we bought a couple years ago has a huge space underneath, like, our downstairs. Mm -hmm. And we bought it with that exact intention. Like, I can teach down here. and My husband can teach Mm -hmm. down here. And we can... And then we moved in and I was like, oh, hell no. Because it's under our kids' bedrooms. Right. right like, right. no. Yeah. It's just never going to happen. Well, we
0: can keep dream dreaming yes. of the fully, you know, the electricity warm barn. Yes. Oh, the the, oh, the, I was about to say this.
2: outhouse. Like, even that would be
0: good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just like a structure away from the house.
0: Um, yes. I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, this becomes difficult to <clears throat> manage all these things while you're doing a day job, too. On top of it, did, that, did yeah. you mention you work for lawyers?
2: Yeah. So for the last, my day job for the last 12 years has been I'm a legal assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, and it really was kind of accidental. Mm-hmm. I always, I mean, I've done a, every kind of job you can ever think of, which I'm sure is true yes. for all kinds of creative folks. So, um, but then when we moved to Portland, whatever, 14 years ago, um, well, really it started because, so my husband had a brain tumor, um, I don't know, like 12 years ago. And after that experience, we sort of, it was like a year That's going serious, through that. It was obviously. serious. Yeah, we were, yeah, I was 30. He was 32. Oh, no. It was crazy. Um, it was kind of like a year of our lives right after we moved to Portland. And then, um, and I had kind of an administrative job at the time. And I we came back from that and I was like, you know what? Like I need to do something. I need to be able to find a day job that has some benefit to yeah. people. Like I just need I just have to, like, it has to have some goodness in the world in some way. And so I just kind of, like, sat down and was like, well, what would I like to do? Well, I'd like to work just four days a week, and I want, like, I want to, I've been making $8 an hour for my entire life, and I was like, I can't make $8 an hour anymore, (laughs) and I want to do something that, like, have some benefit in the world. And I just, like, went on to Craigslist and applied for this job that was for a legal assistant out of, like, I don't know, and I have no experience, and it looks 170 people applied, and... She liked me and liked writers and gave me the job, and so oh, I just sort of and it was great and it was um, it was a lawyer who works a lot with um, disabled kids and their families and like kids going through their parents have died and probate mm-hmm. and <sighs> estate planning and so it was this kind of thing that ended up being actually like really fed me. That's great. Yeah, that's and to hear. paid the bills yeah. and she was and then I worked for her for a decade and she was hugely supportive of my career. Would let me take time off for residencies or writing. Whoa! I mean, she was amazing. That's she, fabulous. Fantastic. She, yeah, yeah. It was awesome.
1: I like. I like this. I like this as, as sort of our, our our strange almost end note. But although I I want to just you know, I want to just say that. Um, yeah, I I really appreciated all the stuff you said, Margaret, because you know we don't we yes. don't claim at, at our podcast to like come to any like grand conclusions about anything because there are none. I'm sorry.
0: There are a lot of truths stuff. out there. Yeah, there are a lot of them.
1: Yeah, but it's and not really. Little... It's just not. It's it's tough, but let's all commiserate together. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Amen to that. Um. But thanks so much for listening, and um, thanks so much, Margaret. We really appreciate it. You thank coming you. out and thank you so much for us. having me. Yeah, pleasure. it's been wonderful. And um, a shout out to your husband as well, Brian. Brian, <laughs> Brian Cadian. <laughs> yeah. Make Are there?
0: Um, so I'm I'm continuing and almost finished with people like you. Yeah. Great book of short stories. I love short stories, and just want to real quickly, uh, the imagery in here is wonderful. I imagined actually a house in the neighborhood around here and in one of your stories, and just the way you described it, I think you said it was near 82nd Avenue, and I don't know if that was supposed to be in Portland or anywhere else, but we are very near 82nd uh-huh. Avenue, here, and the story was spot on and wonderful. <laughs> it reminded us of a house we didn't buy, actually, yes. for maybe some of the same reasons. So there's a little teaser for the book you can read along and see which one that is um but yes thanks very much thank for, you. for being here
2: yeah thank you both yeah, so much yeah, exactly. any
0: any things on your on the horizon that we should know about any projects or things oh my like? gosh
2: yeah i'm writing another book of short stories and i'm working on a novel and wow. got a collection of essays almost out and yeah i know but you know wonderful keep on trucking
0: yeah.
1: yeah, that's amazing.
0: That's <laughs> fabulous. Uh, and again, we'll have some of uh, some links to some of Margaret's uh, materials, interviews, what, whatever she supplies for us. and yes. uh, And uh, you can check more out uh, about what she's doing in the future, now and in the future, on our website, which is
1: www.thickandthirstyhoney.com, and also. We have a lovely blog on Medium, and we're on SoundCloud. And, but if you want to subscribe to this podcast, please check out iTunes. It's fun, and there's about a million podcasts, but we're the only one that we can find that's really dedicated to parent artists.
0: So. And we're also on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. All right. Thank you, Margaret. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs>